This episode brought to you by Audible. Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash Horror Virgin for 30 days free and a book to get you started. For your book recommendation, Jen Ratu. Hey guys, I'm recommending 20th Century Ghosts today. It's a book of short stories by Joe Hill. It's really good. This is a ghost movie that we're watching today and this is a book full of ghosty short stories and it's also got one of my all-time favorite stories, pop art in it. It's awesome. Uh, 20th Century Ghosts by Joe Hill. Thank you, Jen. So check out audibletrial.com slash horrorvirgin for 30 days free and a book to get you started. This episode also brought to you by Nick B. Hey, guys, we got some actual fun facts for Nick B. And my favorite one, not Australian. <laughs> I don't know why we thought that. I don't. You, I think that you that's my, I think that, that was me that said that. I you, think I think I jumped on that. But uh, yeah. also, he we, didn't prove that he's not Australian. He just said it. Well, I don't think we need proof. What, I, what was his other fun fact? His other fun fact is that the B stands for Beats. And that's his DJ name from when he was in an 80s funk pop group called Hot Pants and the Boomtown Boys. Woo! <laughs> that is amazing. Boomtown Boys, Hot Pants, and the Boomtown Boys. Nick B, please send oh us my a God. recording so of your B old stuff. One of the Boomtown Boys? I think he was the DJ for the Boomtown Boys. Hot Pants? I think he was the guy in the back that goes, I talk, talk, I talk <laughs> to you in the night in my dreams. Yeah, that? that's from Ace of Base. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Nick B, I've got to get a mixtape from I you. I have to hear this music. That is an awesome fun fact. This episode also brought to you by Carl. Carl. Hey, Carl. And Carl doesn't have anything specifically that he'd like us so to plug. So let's just wildly make up fun facts about Carl. Ooh. Ooh. Mikey, go. His favorite animal is a flamingo. Ooh, Ooh. I can see that. I can see Carl liking things that stand on one leg and are pink. I do think we learned which Patreon Burn It Down subscriber is the artsy one uh -huh. and which one is the loose cannon. Uh, Carl is definitely cannon. the loose cannon. <laughs> and if you want to see that loose cannon play some video games, go to his Twitter. <laughs> at twitch.tv slash Carlos M-O-L. He know, didn't tell us to plug that, but I like it. And I've actually seen him play a few times. He's great. I know one Twitch person and I... Is it me? It is you. Yeah. And so the loose cannon uh, thing fits. Yeah, Nailed I it. can see it. All right, guys, if you want your very own Patreon weekly shout outs, go to patreon.com slash horror virgin and sign up down at the burn it down level or just at any level to get some pretty awesome perks. And who knows what kind of show we'll make up about you. <laughs> Bring that theme music. Yay. Nailed it. Let's go. This is as big of a problem as it seems with you guys. I appreciate you sitting down to pee at my house. I've never sat down I'm once here. To sit down here. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting down tonight because those fajita nachos are killing me. Oh my gosh. Welcome to the horror version, everybody. Oh my Mikey's God. digestion corner. Oh. oh, hey, I'm Jen. <laughs> no. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. We watched The Grudge we today. We watched The Grudge today. It was horrible. Really quick, first thoughts. You guys have seen it before, right? I had, but I remembered basically and, nothing about and it. And same with you, Mikey, right? You right. saw it a I long time ago? saw it in theaters mm -hmm. in college. Because it came out in 2004. Mm -hmm. uh, that's when I went. Right. And you probably saw it around the same time? I think I rented it. Yeah. Pretty soon after it came out. Yeah. I had never seen it clearly mm -hmm. and I hated it. Did you guys remember it from back when you watched it back then? 
I remember the first part of it, and I, it might have been that I only watched the beginning of it, but I remember the Bill Pullman part at the very beginning, <laughs> and then the shower thing, and then almost nothing else. Okay. I remember the shower thing, the stairs thing, and that Bill Pullman was in it. There were so many scary moments for me in this, and we're going to talk about this, I'm sure, as we get into it, but I hated this movie. Would it was very scary. That you watched this movie begrudgingly? Oh, Mikey. That's that word. I've man. never loved you more. All right. <laughs> let's dig into this movie. So, Jen, let's kick it off. All right. So, first off, we start out with Todd asking if we can read the Wikipedia <laughs> Every summary time, of this I movie. I swear. This is the worst. <laughs> it had not even started yet, but Todd had watched the trailer. Todd, what is, uh, what's the difference between scary and non-scary credits? <laughs> Only half the films you asked for the Wikipedia in. I watch all of the trailers before we watch the movies because mm-hmm. I watch them for Patreon, yeah, right? This for trailer, watching trailers. Exactly. So, this really scared me watching just the trailer, right? The hand thing coming out of her head in the shower was in the trailer mm-hmm. and, and a I few other things from the trailer. It's so scary. Anyway, but I did ask if we could just read the Wikipedia and fake our way through the uh, episode because yeah. I didn't want to watch it. And everyone online has been like, you're going to hate this movie. This is yeah. very scary. Um, is specifically Todd scary kind of A lot of jump scares. So Raven responded to our message about it saying that she saw this movie like 11 years ago and she mm-hmm. still has nightmares about it. So yeah. that freaked me out as we were watching <laughs> it. So yeah, I was very scared to watch this. But let's, let's, listeners, you know how to amp Todd up for oh, movies, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. that's the scariest movie I've ever seen. You're going to hate it. Oh. <laughs> Reading those comments are like a Red Bull to the veins, because I get real scared. So let's get into this fucking movie. Can we just talk about this fucking movie, Todd? <laughs> Talking All right, let's fucking do this. This is ridiculous. All right, so we get the opening, which we all read in very comical voices because that's how Todd masked his fear. Yes. When somebody dies in a furious way or something. Uh, rage, there's a grudge. It explains what the grudge <laughs> When somebody dies in a rage, there's a grudge. I do remember reading the last one like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Mikey, Mikey loves to read aloud, man, and he just delivers every time. I'm getting so good at it. If it involves reading aloud and or helicopter sound effects, Mikey is your Michael Winslow. Also, walking away. <laughs> he does a variety of different ways to walk away from things. Yes. Ask my illegitimate children. Maybe it's... A- <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then we see Bill Pullman, Dreamboat. Okay, so Bill Pullman's playing a 51-year-old man in this Uh movie, and his wife is 31. Yeah, Bill Pullman can get it. Oh, yeah, so can his wife. When Bill Pullman was a sophomore in college, his wife was born. Oh, is that how it worked? I mean, yeah, she was 20 years younger than he was. Maybe she saw Independence Day when she was 10, fell in love with him after that speech. He was brave enough in the room when uh, Data got pressed against the glass. He did not break a theater chair. I feel like you're specifically (laughs) making fun of me right now. And that is hurtful. You know too much. No, he met her at a, some bar in Japan, and there's not a lot of expats. That's like, probably true, actually. Let's yeah. Go on yeah. Independence date. Let's yeah. go on our Independence date. That's yeah. a great joke, Mikey. That is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see all the rage eye contact we're making. We yeah, Jen did say that during the movie. Stolen. The grudge is born. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jennifer's going to come crawling up the steps. Oh. oh, my God. I'm losing it. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. When a joke is stolen, a rage is born. Uh. <laughs> this is why Carlos... <laughs> This is why I don't see Carlos Mencia out much anymore. I just picked this movie so I can make sound effects. Oh, I hate it. Okay, so Bill Pullman, he's just standing there, and he, I guess nobody gave him an encouraging speech because he just plummets off the side of the building. And his wife is objectively very attractive. She can or just got it. Yeah. And he walks over and just, like, looks at her and then Superman's off. And by mm. Superman's, I mean doesn't use his legs at all and just lands on the fucking pavement. Their relationship took a nosedive. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's the scene. But yeah, so Bill Pullman ends his life, which is the yeah. dumbest thing for someone who's 51 dating a 31-year-old or married to a 31-year-old. I will say, uh, <laughs> listeners, that this movie has some time jumps around. So Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't explain it. Like, there's no, like, yeah. mm-hmm. indication that it has jumped. I mean, they don't, I don't know. I didn't hate the way this movie was shot no, and, and yeah, directed or anything. I but liked it. Yeah. This movie assumes you're smart and can follow these time jumps. So we might have to explain where we jump to. Which I found a little offensive. That they would assume <laughs> that you're smart? You didn't go to college in Japan, after all. I didn't, but I have been to Japan. Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, gosh. How have we made it, what, 10 minutes in without talking about the Todd's been to Japan? Guys, like every go to five Japan. minutes, Todd's it's like, beautiful. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> I had that's those how they places. Walk. That's what it looks like. Yeah, Todd is an expert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next thing we meet Yoko. You guys thought it was Sarah Michelle Geller on his bike, but it we was did. Not. Well, you okay? In all fairness, <laughs> I know the difference between Yoko Ono and Sarah Michelle Geller, mm. but it was dark, right? And she comes out from like a tunnel or something, and then we see, okay, this is not Sarah Michelle Geller. Right. We don't know it's that it's Yoko, Yoko Ono. Yeah, we yeah. don't know it's Yoko yet, but so Yoko gets to her house. I think she's like a home health care worker. So she gets in and she's taking care of an older woman and she walks in and she finds there's trash everywhere. In the the house. woman's almost catatonic, right? And it's the old lady from the visit. Like we've seen her in things before and she's yeah. great. Although I wouldn't say she does a lot of acting in this. Really. She probably did a lot of sleeping on set. They were like, hey, we're shooting a scene. <sighs> oh, wait, what? Huh? Really? She really does play dementia pretty well. Yeah, yeah she crushed it in the visit. Extreme lethargy and dementia, I think. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of creepy because she just kind of is sitting and staring. She looks like the grandma from the visit. But she, she does. Was in, she was at Big Love. Oh, and, oh, I recognize her. She's she's uh, Bill Paxton's mom in Big Love. And she was Sarah Palmer in Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. I got gotcha. you. Younger. Okay, so she's taking care of the mom, and she's there's trash everywhere, and she's walking up the steps. Yeah, she's just generally like cleaning up the house, which mm-hmm. I assume is part of her job, the home health care thing. Right, right. She, yeah. It's very like Daphne from Frasier, you know, like she's there. She doesn't really have a ton to do all day when she's not taking care of the mom. So Wait, she Daphne might as well. was the dad's home health care? Yeah. Yeah, she was the physical therapist. Yeah. But she just lived there and they paid her extra to clean. Yeah. I've watched a lot of Frasier. Do you guys remember Frasier? Anyone in the 30s out there listening? Yeah. I mean, I love Frasier. Frasier's the greatest. Yeah. Well, right. So Yoko, she hears creepy noises. It's important to point out that the grudge is the ghost of a hoarder because every time it gets a chance, it just spreads trash throughout the house. It's weird. The grudge is very messy. The grudge has a grudge against cleaning up. Well, isn't house. the grudge like an eight-year-old boy? Like it's like the whole family. Yeah, so it's so, like the whole family. But at I, first, I was thinking the grudge it was the old lady mom because she couldn't, like, she had to mention couldn't clean up after herself. But she gets like trapped in places, and the grudge just likes to spill shit. Maybe it's that cat. Well, the cat's dead too, so it could be the entire family. It could be the 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 dad that killed the mom, and then he killed the son too, I guess, mm-hmm. and then he hung himself, but not before he drowned the cat. So it could be yeah. all four of those things. Well, if I bring you home after a date, I'm going to say I have a grudge because that's why there's ramen noodles on the floor. Well, if I'm dating a guy who says he has a grudge, I don't want to go into his apartment. So I feel like that's going to backfire. Especially if he's just thrown your purse so we could go uh-huh. clean up a little bit. I know. And all these <laughs> dishes are in the trash. Everyone likes excitement. Not that kind of excitement. Whenever people are in this house and there's trash on the floor, they just start hearing creepy things. And as I'm going through and I was making the outline, I had a hard time remembering what alerted them to a grudge at what point. So she knows she notices there's like a disturbance in the house or something and then she goes up and she sees the closet door is opened by itself yeah and that's when you run and burn the house down end of fucking movie yeah 
That, that is the Todd cut of the movie. Yeah. So she looks and she notices the attic door is open. No, she she opens the closet door more, goes mm-hmm. into the closet and sees that the panel above yeah. the closet is like moved and you can mm-hmm. see into the attic from there. Right. I don't know if that's how attics are in Japan. I have an attic panel in one of them. Oh, my do you? Okay. Oh, Fair enough. So, is it, it, but it is right that. Now? Oh, but guess what? If it was ever open, I would never, um, never go up there. No, you, you call me and we burn your house down yeah. together. I yeah. rent, so. Yeah. <laughs> Renter's insurance is real cheap and pays out real quick. Oh, I'm insured. Yeah, burn it. <laughs> Grudge insurance, done. <laughs> nice. Grudge insurance brought to you by State Farm. <laughs> what kind of pants uh, do you have on? <laughs> she sounds hideous. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I gotcha. Well, it's a grudge, so, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, so then she see. I just wrote Yoko in the closet because Todd noticed this first. Like, yeah. Right behind her. And this is the first time we see. I think her name is Kyoko. Is that right? I'll look it up. When I it doesn't time. matter. It's Lady Grudge. She okay. is the Lady Grudge. Lady, lady Grudge. grudge. All right, we, so got ma- we got husband grudge, lady grudge, kid grudge, no, cat grudge. <laughs> the Grudgersons. <laughs> Meet the Grudgersons. This week on the Grudgersons. <laughs> They're cat frisky. On a special three-part, the Grudgersons. <laughs> That is very appropriate. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we see um, Yoko get grudged, and she's the first one to get grudged, and she gets. Oh, this scared the shit the out of me. And we see her feet grudging up. Uh, not just you. This movie scared me. Yeah, but you can see it. Like, okay, so Yoko Ono is like looking up in the attic. Like, her head pops up, and she's like, John, are you up there? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Paul, like, <laughs> creeps up behind her and like just grabs her Aww. up and starts blaming her for the Beatles breaking up. Are you guys getting this reference? Or I is am, it just yeah. Okay? When really it was Paul the whole time. It was Paul the whole time. He's the one holding the grudge. Linda. And then it cuts to Sarah Michelle Geller waking up to her hot boyfriend from Dawson's Creek. <laughs> That's true. He was in Dawson's Creek and Roswell, and he's late for his um, architecture exam, except she has set the clock back one hour for sex light savings time. Yeah, oh, sex light yes. savings time. I've been sitting on that, guys. <laughs> I love it. All right, I'm out. That's it. That's it for She me. just dropped her mic, guys. <laughs> wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Jen Paratu I'm leaving the building. Yeah. <laughs> I was really happy about that. Jen on her way to the bank to deposit that joke check. (laughs) So anyway. Okay. (laughs) Who in their right mind would be like, hey, can we wake up early to have sex? We did have an extended conversation about whether Mikey and Todd would need a clock set back an hour to have sex with Sarah Michelle I have had this conversation with my girlfriend. And it is always, yeah, I'll wake up early for that. Yeah, I'll fail out of college for that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, it, yeah. I'll lose my apartment for that. If my girlfriend was like, hey, would you rather go take a test or have sex with me? The answer is always have sex with you. I would take a test about having sex with you. I think you're confused on what the subject matter of the test is. Oh. <laughs> Maybe that's been the problem. Wait, what do you think architecture is? I'm Lori Lockton's <laughs> son. <laughs> My guy didn't care about school. He just was there for game day and the oh sex tests. <laughs> oh, wow. So anyway, Sarah Michelle Geller gets it on with Roswell. I don't know his name with, in the movie. but uh, Boyfriend. I've just called yeah, him Yeah, I boyfriend. mean, he what is. What do we call him? Bieber Senior? Because <laughs> he does have like old man Biebs hair. Yeah, yeah. His hair is ridiculous. Yeah. We should just call him Sarah Michelle Geller's boyfriend because Bieber's that's boyfriend. all he really is. Yeah. But not like a real boyfriend. Like I'm in a foreign exchange student program and this is like my summer boyfriend. Well, I don't know. I mean, they do seem like they're into each other on a a romantic level, not just a physical level. He had clothes in a drawer at her apartment. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly thought that they lived together. I I didn't realize that it was. I don't think they do. Oh, okay. 
I, but I do think they spend the night at each other's houses frequently. Oh, yeah, they do. Because he goes into her, or, like, he's in her apartment when she's not there, because yeah. that's how he finds he's out. he's definitely got a key. Right. I mean, they end up not together by the end of the movie, but, you know. Well. They had differences. One yeah. of them doesn't survive. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> neither None of them survive. So yeah, the let's get into spoilers. it, guys. So Buffy's got a new assignment, hey. and she's taken over for Yoko. But it does seem like this is the first time she's ever gone to a call, or whatever you call yeah. it when you do a house visit, probably, um, by herself. Yes, and she's nervous about it. Yeah, because she's American, presumably, in Japan, doesn't really speak a lot of Japanese. Yeah, you know, you're probably right. Like, I, in my mind, she's like a student, and this is one of her first assignments. But you're right, I bet the language barrier would probably be tricky, although she's working for an American family. Well, that's the thing. Her dorky boss would give her a big pep talk, be like, "Don't worry about it. It's an it's an English speaking house. You're gonna do great. You're a good person." I honestly thought there had been some kind of traumatic experience where, like, the last person she was taking care of died horribly or something. But I, they don't say anything about that. I think she's just nervous. She's like, "You get three strikes." <laughs> so when I was in Japan, I was very nervous to get around because I don't know how to read Japanese and all their subway and stuff. I was assuming was just in Japanese, but they have it in English. And if you don't know where you're going just because you're confused or whatever everyone there is like super nice they won't necessarily approach you but if you walk up to them and ask them for help everyone spoke English yeah and the one person we asked for help that didn't speak English literally gestured hang on one second went talked to someone and brought them to us and they helped us really so everyone was super nice yeah, yeah. I love Japan everyone should go visit it's amazing yeah. people I in France were pretty nice too. I get why Sarah Michelle Geller was there for school yeah yeah and the boyfriend too yeah I get it okay so Buffy gets to the the gray house Mikey was very incensed Mikey by the was very upset in this house. I know this is the second movie where no one painted the walls it's very upsetting to <laughs> me. Mikey what color are your walls they're cream they're not drab gray. Welcome back to Architectural <laughs> Corner. <laughs> no, but like the outside of this house is gray. The inside of this house is gray. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's minimalist. And what bothers me is these people move in without painting the walls first. Or putting up pictures or anything like that. At least in Poltergeist, it yeah. looks like a house people live in. It does. I don't know. I like the house. I'm not a visual person, though. I just want like visual clarity on the walls. I don't want a bunch of shit everywhere. But there's shit all over the floor because the grudge is around. And so it's trash on the floor. The grudge That's is just like some teenage kid that won't clean up. The garage is an eight-year-old boy. I don't know why you guys are having trouble with this. Eight-year-old boys are messy, so whenever the boy grudges around, there's mess around. And that's like when the the mm. top ramen stuff is on the floor, yeah. you see the kid's feet, not the mom's feet. That's true, because like, the so mom would have cleaned that shit up. Well, I'm not saying that it's her job to do that, no, but I'm she probably would have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew if I said it, Jen would get mad at me. But Jen's allowed to say it. Because as a mom, I cannot stop myself from wandering around my house just picking stuff up all the time. And I will say, we make a mess up here on the pod loft and then we never clean it up. Guess what's not here the next time we record? Funny, I've noticed that as well. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> that exhale was amazing. Todd's also the cleaning virgin. I will have you know that today I did a load of dishes for Natalie because she was working and Aww. I was not. 
So Buffy's at the house. She's seeing the trash everywhere. And then she finds a closet with a bunch of tape over it. No, first she finds an old woman. Well, yeah, oh, she, right. she does meet with the old lady and she takes care of her for a little bit. Like she does she her does. laundry and like she's, she's like doing general housekeeping stuff. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's the stuff that she's the paid to do. Like that's yeah. her job, right? right? And then she hears, is it the phone or is it like the, it's the cat? Yeah. yeah. She sees the cat yeah. and then she goes upstairs uh-huh. and then that's where she sees the tape over the door and she hears the cat and then she rips the tape off, moves it and then the boy's there. Yeah, she sees the little boy and he looks like a normal boy except he's got bandages all over. Yeah. He looks right real now. beat up. Yeah, he yeah, looks abused. Right. But it, the cat. Mm-hmm. The oh. cat's there <laughs> and there's a book too. Yeah. <laughs> we posted a video to social media. Oh, this is the one we posted, this. yeah. It is. It's really I, funny. You can hear Mikey meow and then I go, <laughs> and then I go on my best old person voice, don't touch my book and then I <laughs> and immediately then yell and freak out. Yeah. Because, well, what is the scare that I don't even I don't remember? Either. Is it just the meow? No, her face was above her. That's what oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The grudge. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. The mom grudge. Yeah, so we see the boy and then she just like bones out and leaves the boy up there and then goes and calls the authorities. Immediately. Yeah. All right, so the next thing we see is the buying the house flashback. This is where we see the original American family because yes. they're not the grudge family and we find out what happened to the Japanese family that owned the house before them later in the movie. We do, yeah. This is the American family that owned right, the that house. That bought it, I think, right after the murder was like done and cleaned up and all that stuff, right? Yeah, murder, yeah. suicide. And we've been seeing like messages or notes from Jennifer and like the, I can't remember what the dad's name, Tom Cruise's cousin. Like they are buying the house and the son has moved to America for a job or something and they're buying a house and they're looking around. Um, when you say the son, oh, the son of the old lady. The son of okay. The old lady. Yeah, the thing so I they. Four minutes explaining. Yeah, they just. Yeah, I wasn't listening. Sorry. Got, you, you picked up all that, Todd's right? Todd's got dyslexia for ears, too. Yeah. <laughs> I got brain lexia. <laughs> Think lexia. Oh. The white family in the movie. All right, so they are buying the house and they are hearing some grudge stuff and they're wandering around and the mom is upstairs and she sees something. She's looking creepily at the. St- the ceiling and then we see the realtor downstairs who hears something in the bathtub would you say that these walls are paper thin i want to make the joke the rice paper joke but <laughs> there is no rice paper in this house they are thin walls they <laughs> might sure you sound does travel through them but they're not rice paper walls i have stayed in a traditional japanese hotel oh my god that had Rice paper walls, and it was cool as shit. Everyone should do rice it. Rice paper walls. Yeah. Can you bust through them like Kool-Aid you could man? if you fell through them? Yeah, that'd be cool. They <laughs> were honestly delicious. Could you imagine uh, me living in a house like that? I would have I no give walls you ten left. minutes before you destroyed at yeah. least half the house. <laughs> like, well, I like open floor plans. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I broke in all the walls. Have you ever gone into a wine store? And I don't know what this says about me, but I'm so afraid that I'm just going to not be able to control myself. It says you're an alcoholic. If you go into a wine store and you can't control yourself, it says you're an alcoholic. (laughs) I hear what you're saying, Jen. I I just just want to knock over all the bottles, but sometimes (laughs) you speak the truth. (laughs) No, I asked them like, can you find me some good rosé that's like $14? <laughs> I don't want to touch your stuff because I break stuff easily. I know. I am nervous about wine stores that I'm going to knock everybody. And that's how I feel with rice paper walls. Like, I bust through all the stuff. All right. So the realtor's hearing some creepy grudge shit, and he walks into the bathtub, and he sees that the bathtub has got gross water in the bathtub. Like, it's stale? Like, it's been there for months and months uh-huh. and months and months. Yeah. He's like, oh, they're going to look in the bathtub because that's the Yeah, thing. I better drain this really quick so exactly. I don't see that this water's been stale. Standing here forever. Right. And the pressure to sell that house 
is the only reason you stick your arm down in a murky bathtub full of water. Oh, yeah. The, Don't do that. His end of this sale is enough that would make you stick your hand down what I would assume is syphilis water. Exactly. Mm, we learned from it that gray water is not good. So he reaches his hand in and <laughs> beep, then he's... Oh. Okay, <laughs> we reach in and he reaches his hand down and then he doesn't get grabbed but he sees the little boy under the water yeah and it startles him yeah. for sure yeah exactly yeah. i don't know if you guys noticed but his head was inside the drain like it style was it really yeah Uh oh and then we see them living in the house and jen is homesick she she oh the realtor also pulls up a chunk of hair oh that's right there's grudge hair clog in that drain. yes yeah grudge hair in your drains the word i hate dating grudges and they get their hair all in the shower drain you're dating somebody <laughs> I go that far. Michael's not single, ladies. <laughs> I mean, no, apparently, I have in the she, past. if she's taking grudge showers at your house, like it's moved to a specific point in the relationship. Yeah, where it's about to end. That's- <laughs> Most people, when they spend time with me, need a shower immediately afterwards. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is an example of seven steps past the joke. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Jen is homesick, and she's talking about how she, apparently nobody in her neighborhood speaks English because she got lost. Yeah, and- uh, Japan's great now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how it was in 2004 when this movie came out. <laughs> There's some unintentional Foley work there. <laughs> but when I was in Japan, everyone spoke English for the most part. Yeah, well, maybe nobody. But yeah, so not our Jen, but the movie Jen went for a walkabout in Japan and couldn't find her way around Tokyo and got lost and no one spoke English, so she got nervous and scared. Yeah. And Tom Cruise's cousin was like, hey, have you ever heard of L. Ron Hubbard? We should talk mm-hmm. about your Thetan levels. And then they just disappeared. The wife disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize her name was Jen Miscavige. Yeah. Uh, we all just became, what is it? Subversive persons. Subversive yeah. persons. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Subversive Podcast, everyone. Welcome to the, the we're the SP, the We're Subversive podcasting Podcast. from a secret room in the Sea Org. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Tom Cruise's cousin is like, hey, listen, if, if this doesn't work out for you, we could always go back to the States, whether my old job is there for me or not. It just shows that he's a very supportive, loving husband, but that, right. that she did make a sacrifice to make this promotion, I'm assuming, work for him. And she's having a hard time. And I can understand because yeah. that culture is just very different than Amer- the it, Western it culture. It is very different. It's great on many levels, but it is very different. Hmm. And honestly, I feel bad for her because yeah. she probably left a job and career to move over to Japan and take care of his mom, who's mm-hmm. like dementia and like not moving and like that would be a hard shift I think. Yeah. No, I think so too. Even with the sister-in-law in in town. But yeah, Yeah. I imagine it would be very difficult because we the next thing we see is her at the grocery store and we were just talking about how hard that would be because people might speak English but the groceries don't have English. No, they're all in Japanese. Right. She like pokes a hole in something and smells it. She's like. I know. And then she has to buy it whether she likes it or not. (laughs) I would have loved it she just like slowly puts it back on the shelf while she's looking around like. And then just like scooby do runs away real quick. <laughs> I don't like shrimp, and that was shrimp. I'm sorry. Do you want it? Do you? <laughs> she should learn to cook. She should, she should probably. Oh meet. yeah, yeah. Why don't you tell her what she should learn to do, Mikey? I'm just saying. If I was <laughs> Jen that, is like, oh, really? Go on. Okay, I'll go, go on. on. Hold on. Hear me out. Hear me out, everybody. Are you ready? Let me hand you the shovel, Mikey. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. I'm gonna dig myself to Japan. Uh, <laughs> Did you say dick myself to Japan? No, that's what he's going to do when he goes to Japan. Am I right? Oh, By the way, I was not in a relationship when I went to Japan. <laughs> and, I have a good joke. And my Bumble and Tinder were on while I was in Japan. Mm-hmm. I got so many matches. There are so many beautiful Japanese women who are super interested in dating a mediocre looking white man. <laughs> 
But yeah, I mean, she could just like cook real food. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cut her a break, man. That's like her first week in Japan. Yeah. Like she's going through a lot of shit. Maybe she has not. Yeah. And there's a grudge in her house that's trying to kill every member of her family. Like Mm -hmm. she's got a big week coming up. Maybe she didn't cook for him. (laughs) Oh my God. Maybe that's the grudge. (laughs) So she gets back from the grocery store and she's taking a nap on the couch. And this is when you see her. got a cup of soup on the couch. Cup of noodles or whatever it is Mm -hmm. gets knocked off the Mm -hmm. coffee table or whatever. With little footprints through it because grudge is messy. Because the eight year old grudge is messy. Yeah. And her mother-in-law is in bed. And so she's wandering around. She's cleaning up. And then she goes up on the steps and she sees a cat up there. And she thinks that's not. Oh, yeah. This part super spooks, too, Mm -hmm. because that's when we see the hands grab the cat. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She thinks, I don't have hands that grab my cat. That's not mine. (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) My hands are here. I'm all the way down here. Was it Grudge Boy's hands? No, I think it was Grudge Mom's hands. Mm, I don't know. Because they were too long to be boy hands. I guess the arms were too long to be boy arms. I don't think it really matters. It doesn't. Grudge hands grabs Grudge Cat and she so she goes upstairs to investigate more and she goes down the Which hallway. Which is not what you do. What right. you do, I think at this point I was like, this is when you leave and burn the house down and Jen, you were like, what about the mom who's not moving? And I'm like, well, she lived a good long life. Yeah. No, yeah. practically. Okay, take the ghost out of it. If you see someone you don't know in your house with a cat, you take your mom, you leave, you call the police. Yeah. Right, exactly. You don't have to burn it down yet, Todd, but you yeah, definitely call the police there. because there's an intruder in your house with a cat. So she walks into the grudge room and the door just closes behind her. Yeah, that's what I was like. Nope, nope, gotta go. Why Why, why would you stay in the house? That's dumb. Then the son gets home and is looking around, sees mom. See, it's kind of when uh, Buffy got home that one day and saw the mom kind of hanging out of bed because she, nobody has been helping her all day. And it's super messy. It's super messy because grudge has been making a mess. And then goes upstairs and sees his wife in bed, and she's not doing the. No, but thing. she's just staring at a certain point in the ceiling. And yeah, it looks like she's like frozen. Too. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, she's very catatonic, if you will. Yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> and so I can't remember exactly how he got grudged, but I think he sees the woman on the other. No, he sees the little. Kid. It's a little boy. Yeah, and this is the first time we see him as kid ghost face, where he's not got bandages on him. He just looks like he's and his mouth opens and it's just solid black in his mouth well, and first, very creepy. First he opens his mouth and it's meowing. Yeah, but it's solid black in his mouth. Yeah. So he gets grudged oh. and he backs up against an open closet, which is the stupidest thing to get scared backed up against because then grudge is right behind him. Yeah. It yeah. was very scary. It was, yeah. He got there are crushed. so many jump scares in this one scene. So there's the jump scare of the boy by the bed. That made me jump. Mm-hmm. The jump scare of when he backs into the clo- open closet door, and then the woman grudge is in there. That scared the shit when out of me. Where does the woman grudge? I can't remember uh, where the woman know. grudge gets in. It, it, the, his wife gets killed in front of him by one of the grudges. Yeah, she sits up and then gets grudged and then grudges back down. Yeah. yeah. Mama grudge is around somewhere. I don't know. It's all very scary. It's nice to see families doing stuff together. This week on The Grudgersons. <laughs> We murdered Mom, a nice couple that moved Yeah, in. Mommy Grudge and Baby Grudge murder a nice couple. <laughs> this movie's really different from Haunted House movies generally because uh, in this movie, the ghosts kill a lot of people. Yeah, they do. They have a high body count for this. Like in The Conjuring... Not a super high body count by the time the family moves in. Like the I don't house think is anybody a, dies. No, no one dies. I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like once the family moves in in the conjuring, no one else dies. It's just about the people who have died before them and then discovering what happens and then them making sure no one else it's dies. It's just spooky. Usually haunted house movies are yeah. spooky. This right. haunted house movie is spooky, scary as shit, and has a high body count. Yeah, I like it. And, and a rabbit's foot. 
And it's not contained to the house, too. The no. The can follow you. And that's part of how it can keep getting people. Because, it, like, if it's just a haunted house, you can just leave the house. You know? And burn it. Yeah. So the next thing we see, Buffy's supervisor shows up and finds the old lady just, like, flailing on the floor. Yeah. And comes in and is like, oh, my goodness. And then turns around and Buffy's just in the corner. And I think the grudge has shown herself to Buffy at some point, And that's why Buffy is yeah, scared. Yeah, she got grudge at some point. Whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of grudge stuff going on at the beginning of this movie. So Supervisor <laughs> sees Sarah Michelle Gellar just kind of like rocking in the corner. because she's Sort scared. of almost catatonic. Like yeah, she's yeah. in position, not mm-hmm. doing well. Yeah, like she can't believe what she just saw. And so he immediately calls the police. And the police Because that's what you would do. Uh, yep. one, of my, one of the things I like about this movie is that people do what you would do. Yeah. yeah I do think. They that, absolutely do. There's not a whole lot of convincing people that this is real. It's very like, it's very an action-oriented movie, you know? Yeah, everything happens fast. I think it only happens in like, this whole movie happens in like three days besides the flashback. And I think a lot of that is related to body counts because it's not just somebody trying to convince them that they heard a weird noise. It's this person is missing and we have to find them so this is something we take seriously. Yeah. yeah Japanese police don't care, man. They're going to figure it out. Yeah, they are. They're on the job. And so we see our Japanese police detective show up. We do. Now, and they're talking to the supervisor and he's like, the f- couple that live here have been missing. They haven't been showing up at work. And Yoko, who's their home health care assistant, she's missing, too. She's been missing since the other day. And so the detectives start to hear some grudge noises, and they're wandering around the house. The phone. The they phone. try and ring the phone is what they yeah. do. Oh, he's and a the cool detective. Yeah, he immediately no. presses that button to find the phone. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a good, like, usually cops do stupid shit all the way through movies. And I'll say, for plot reasons, he does some stupid things at some times. But he's a pretty good detective. Yeah. And you can tell they're detectives by their trench coats. Yeah. And they've got their little armbands, too. They do, which I assume say detective, but in Japanese. So it could also say, I like sushi. I have no idea what it says. <laughs> yeah. So they see the creepy closet and they see the panel that's been opened in the creepy closet and they go upstairs. Well, they find uh, grudge hair in the in the closet. They find grudge hair in the closet. Mm-hmm. That's and, right. I forgot about that. And they and then they find the bodies of Tom Hanks's cousin and Clay Duvall from the faculty upstairs in the attic. Have we said that Jennifer was from the faculty? She was. Did you know Josh Hartnett's in that movie and he's super dreamy? What has Josh Hartnett done since Lucky Number Eleven? He's been fighting vampires in Alaska. Losing that battle. He's not losing the battle of hotness though. So they find the two bodies. So now that we know they got grudged to death, and we and, also oh, see the lower half of someone's jaw in that scene. And this is the first time we have seen evidence that um, the grudge has actually killed people. Too. Yes, well, it's the first time we see dead bodies. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, you have the two bodies are evidence for sure. Right, exactly. But it, up until this point, they could just be missing. And man, those detectives take it like a champ. They find the two bodies, don't say anything, turn around, find a jawbone, and they're like with flesh on it, and they're like, all right. Back to work. Another day at the office. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're great detectives. They really like, are. They're unfazed, but determined. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> so then we get a flashback because we've been hearing this message from the sister who is not the woman from Modern Family calling to check in on the mom. But Bobo woman from Modern Family. She looks a lot like him. Yeah. Bobo. Or a lot Family. like her, I should say. Yeah. Okay. So she <laughs> makes the call and she's still at her office. And so she is leaving and she's. Yeah. She's walking out of her office and she starts to hear the. And she's like looking behind her. But she does what you would do if you heard creepy shit behind you and she starts running yeah she starts running to the stairwell Mm -hmm. and then all kinds of creepy shit starts happening above and below her Uh in the stairwell she opens the stairwell she's like all right which go where do i go she looks up the light's broken she hears noise up there she looks down there's a corpse walking on its hands Uh up the stairs oh and then she gets a call from michael 
Which is her brother, I right? I think so, but we already know Michael's been grudged. Right, so in the call... No, she gets a call from... That's what it was. Yeah, she answered something like... I think she got that call when she was at her desk, but it was from Michael's number, and that's when she decided to go home early. Because it had been attacked. I think that's again. right. And so then we see that she's got a rabbit foot attached to her phone for some reason. And she's trying to Foot-lock. call. Yeah, but it doesn't work, does it? It's running. Um, It saved her in that moment. That's true. Because the corpse walking up the stairs gets to her. She starts to go back out of the stairwell <laughs> and grabs the rabbit's foot and it breaks off. So the corpse or the grudge or whatever if has the will. other end of the rabbit's foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think that grudge is from PETA? <laughs> a lot of rabbit's feet are fake rabbit's feet. They're not actual rabbit's feet. Yeah, that's sad. I had a rabbit foot at one point. It's sad that they use fake rabbit's feet? No, that there would be real rabbit's feet. This scene is really scary. (laughs) Yeah. It really is. And this is the first part of the really scary scene with this. So she goes back in. She goes to the security guard. She's like, dude, there's some creepy (laughs) grudge shit in this hallway. I love a security guard because he doesn't speak English and she doesn't speak much Japanese. So he's like, (laughs) just sit down. (laughs) (laughs) And then he grabs the flashlight and goes to Mm -hmm. where she was trying to say in Japanese it was. It's a kind of a comical looking flashlight too. He's a, and the, his uniform looks too big for him and he kind of yeah. stumbles around. He sort around. of just like plops yeah. down the hallway. Uh-huh. He's not big by any means but he's just like, like humpa 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 well, humpa down the hallway. Security guards are not exactly like top tier protectors in like the range of people who protect the public. Wow. That, I apologize hot, to all of our take. security guard listeners. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, well, it's like, okay. They protect <laughs> Let, us. Let's dial this back. <laughs> Let's dig this one all the way. So the security guards just walk on the hallway with the flashlight trying to find the grudge or really just to prove that the woman's crazy, I Mm -hmm. think. And then he pops into the uh, stairwell. Mm -hmm. And at this point, she walks up and is watching the security monitors that he was watching before. And she sees him go down the stairwell and she's like, oh, my God, he's not going to come back out. And then he comes back out and walks away. And then he doesn't. But then we see the grudge cloud start to appear under the door and then grudge materialize as a grudge and then she bones the fuck out she's like ain't nobody got time about that uh she ain't nobody her. got time to grudge she, and she runs out of the building she sees the yeah she runs out of the, the building monitor and mm-hmm. runs away i love this she runs out of the building gets in a taxi goes in a big circle gets back out of her car goes back into the same looking building <laughs> goes, goes up like to the top the floor and then goes building. back to her apartment mm-hmm. yeah so the buildings look exactly the same but it's supposed to be her apartment this time and not the office building yeah and as she's going up the elevator she sees the grudge boy she doesn't we she do because her eyes are closed. And the yeah. grudge boy is naked. Yeah. I think he and is. I don't yeah. like it. I actually said that. Can we get that grudge some pants? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we see grudge son. Um, and at first he's kind of far away. And then he's right next to her face. And this part is scary too. So she goes into her house. It's and all scary, Jen. I know. <laughs> and she's relaxing on the couch. She says, yes, I got away from the grudge. But then she gets a call from her brother. And she's talking to her brother, Tom Hanks' cousin. Yeah, he says, it's Michael. I'm downstairs. I just came to see you. I got your message. And, and she goes, then, I'll buzz you up. She and, hits the buzzer and immediately a doorbell rings. Mm-hmm. And he's standing right outside. And so she opens the door because she sees that he's Tom Cruise's cousin and that it's safe. And then she opens the door, but there's nobody there. Dumb, dumb, dumb. I know. And, yeah. But she hears like a flickering in the hallway. So she steps out and the door closes right behind her. Then the phone rings again. Uh, this is when she just drops the phone and like runs back inside. Yeah. 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 And since there's no cell phones, that was her only way to call. No, she home. has a cell phone. It's just on her oh, purse on the couch. Right. Yeah. This was her cordless phone. Yeah. Cordless yeah. phone. <laughs> cordless. 
or landline. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had to say. I've only ever read that word. And so what? <laughs> in history books. Cordelessa. <laughs> and so then Tata, what she what, goes and gets under her covers in her bedroom. As you would, she gave up. Who was it? One of you guys. Said, I think it was well, Mikey. Who's like only option? Yes, yeah, so that's hide all she can do. Yes, you can hire nine one one and hide under your covers, and that's it. Yeah, and you can't call nine one one. But as she's hiding under the covers, oh. someone else is hiding under the covers with her. But first, she finds the rabbit. The rabbit's foot. Yeah. The rabbit's foot. The corpse stole in the hallway is now in her bed, mm-hmm. and then you start to see the sheets move, and then she gets jaws jerked down, and mm-hmm. then sucked into the bed. Kevin Bacon in front of the Thirteenth Style. Good reference. <laughs> Johnny Depp. Close. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. So is Kevin it- Bacon is in Friday the Thirteenth. Johnny Depp is the one who gets sucked into the bed in Nightmare on Elm Street. But I commend you on making guys. I'm trying. Reference. You're doing a you're I'm doing trying, a great job. guys. Guys, Todd's growing. I'm He's trying, man. Get an A stuff. for effort. Yeah, I, I'd say I more like that. a B plus. But yeah, when you can pull a joke like that off, we'll start watching meta horror movies. <laughs> so anyway, that's how she dies. What happens next, Jen? Well, then we see Buffy in the hospital, and not a whole lot happens except we see the cops talking outside, and they're talking about how. Um, um, this is the first family that's lived in this house since they made the discovery three years ago. That's we right. We still don't really know what this discovery is, but we see Buffy hear this and we know something's up. Yeah. This is when he tells her that they found the two couples dead in the attic and that the mom that she was looking after died. So the detective walks in, tells this woman who's been traumatized, oh, you were in a house where the, the dad killed yeah. the whole family and then killed himself in the attic. That must yeah. have been hard. And Somewhere. she's like... What? Yeah. <laughs> They're I'm dead? American. Why won't you coddle me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then she goes, she breaks out of the hospital and she goes and hangs with her boyfriend on the bus. Man, I hated this scene. Oh, yeah. Because they're just talking, having a good old time. It's daylight outside. And Nothing then, creepy can happen on a bam, bus. The yeah. Judge right next to her. Oh, it's so scary. And of course, he doesn't see it. So she just like screams and startles me even more. It I was think the we worst. We all screamed at uh, that we point. We did scream. Yeah, it was I very scary. scary. It comes out of nowhere. It because does. You're, it's like it's happy and the walls aren't gray and you're not hearing grudge sounds and they're not trying to No, you're on a bus. bus. So you don't know it's coming. And they're surrounded by people. I know. It's a busy bus. And then we have the shower scene, which is really like this was all over the trailer. And I remember this. I know. This is like an iconic part of the movie, but it's really has no connection to anything else in the movie. Yeah, I know. And seconds. honestly, the the camera was just, it was, I didn't like the way it was shot because the camera was like too close to Sarah Michelle Geller. You can only see her from like right below mm-hmm. her shoulders up. <laughs> and I really think they should have just pulled out I some. I against where this so, yeah. is going. <laughs> when it comes to Sarah Michelle Geller, I wouldn't pull out at all. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listeners, I'm sorry. 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 I've got a grudge against these two guys. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but so we see the little the shower thing where she's washing her hair and then there's like fingers in the back of her head and then it cuts away. It does. And we see the supervisor hanging at wherever the university or something. And he sees like what you think is Mama Grudge at first. And she's just standing with her head down. And then as you get closer, you notice that she's got oh. that apron that Yoko had on at the beginning. This is when she's like zombie walking in the hallway yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. coming to the stairs with a and brief. Case, he's walking down the stairs with a weapon and doesn't hit it and run. And by it, I mean the Yoko the grudge. Okay, who's in, standing next to her and clearly no, has been assaulted. That is definitely a grudge slash zombie. I am, no. If you're yeah. walking down, you're either on meth. No, I'm not. I'm going to hit it and I'm going to run. I'm getting the fuck out of this and office. And burn the school down? Yeah, burn it! <laughs> I'm going to defend the uh, dorky supervisor. Oh my God. Does not attack the woman yeah, with his briefcase? Yeah, because first off, he recognizes her as the missing 
missing person from his life, Yoko. Yeah, his student. Yeah. And so he goes, Yoko, are you okay? Yoko, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Yoko? And she says, no, I just broke the Beatles up and everyone hates me. She didn't say anything because her fucking jaw's torn off. Yeah. She slips on her blood and then notices that she's had her jaw broken off and she's sticking her tongue out. So now we have the cop back investigating and he's watching the scene of the footage. And I loved this part because lots of times I feel like when you see footage that somebody has seen and seen a creepy thing in, like the police or nobody else can see what they see in this footage. But the cop sees it and the cop Cop sees the grudge cloud come out from the door where the security guard has was just investigating and then sees more because uh, sister just boned out as soon as she saw a grudge cloud appear. Yeah, because she's not an idiot. I mean, she did die yeah. later in life, but only because she died. She died later in life. She, did. <laughs> she died 20 minutes later. Yeah, she did die 20 minutes later, but it's only but because tried. the grudge followed her. She got yeah. out of the situation like she should have. She did. But this yeah. detective takes it like a champ. Well, and it's yeah. his job to do it, too. Also, he's not like in that building, so he's just watching. It. But yeah. he does what Todd does in half of the Todd watching trailers movies immediately starts looking <laughs> behind him while he's watching the scary Yeah, because anything that's scary that I'm watching, I know is around me. I can <laughs> just feel it around is me. the one I remember the most. <laughs> like, Dude, 20 seconds into that trailer, you start looking behind you. Yeah. Really Dude, funny. the It and the Conjuring trailers have been people's favorites on Patreon, for They're sure. Really funny. Yeah. yeah. But we see more of what happened because we see what happens after um, Tom Cruise's cousin's brother, sister, uh, grudges out the door. And so we see the grudge. You mean runs out the door? Runs out the door, yeah, yeah. Sorry. The grudge shadow comes up to the camera and it shows the grudge eyes. And the detective's like, Ugh. I hated that. But to your point, Jen, the grudge is not then in the room with him. Right. Right. But he can actually see. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. All right. So then Buffy starts doing some investigating on her own and she goes, she goes to yahoo.com and does a search because it's 2004. Yeah. She pulls up Alta Vista and asks Jeeves, <laughs> what is a grudge? <laughs> Jeeves, what's a grudge? Where does the grudge come from? <laughs> she, she logged into American online and she logs into the grudge chat and asks mm-hmm. people if they know what's going on. You've got grudge. ASL grudge. Yeah. <laughs> And then she gives them the information. She waits two to four days and they get back to her. Yeah. Yeah. But what she actually does is she goes to Bill Pullman's hot wife, who's now Bill Pullman's hot widow. Think, yeah. That the, is the grudge noise is connecting to AOL. <laughs> it's the dialogue. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Sarah Michelle Geller goes to Bill Pullman's hot wife's house. Yeah. Who is, she's either just been on a fancy date or she's going to a fancy date. She but leaves to go on the date. fancy date during that scene. And she just leaves this stranger in her apartment. Yes. Wait, Although, also, this is only a week after Bill Pullman kills himself. No. No, Bill it's Pullman three years. Her, yeah, three years. No, three years is when the original family died. I know. And then oh, he, yeah, he killed right. himself the next right day. After. Although if you Good lost Bill Pullman. I know, right? Three years ago, her husband died and she got over it. She did. She's and she started a date. She's getting her life back together. She's 31. She's got plenty of life she's to live. She's 34 at this point because that's how math works, Mikey. Well, but I'm 34. There's plenty of life to live. <laughs> I'm not saying you shouldn't find happiness, Mikey. I'm just saying that there's a woman in Japan whose husband died three years ago that's dying to meet you. Are you telling me I need a mail order grudge? I just don't think you can replace Bill Pullman. If anybody could fill Bill Pullman's shoes, it's Mikey. <laughs> I don't know. I really like Fourth Convince of July. Convince me to take on some aliens, Mikey. We'll see. So she starts looking through photos because yeah, know, well, Pullman Bill Pullman has just left her in her apartment. Yeah, because Bill Pullman's wife is. is just like, here are the photos, and she, Sarah Michelle Gellar's looking through them, mm-hmm. and then Bill Pullman's wife is like, I, I got a date. I gotta go. And she's looking great. Like, Wait, very is. sexy red dress, very red lips. I am into it. She could still get it. Yeah, she but looks leaves. like she's going to a fancy date in the early 90s, though, but she is. <laughs> her hair is quite teased. 
Yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah. I have a question. Did she leave Sarah Michelle Gellar in her apartment? Yeah. Yeah. That's real weird. Yeah. It is. But if you've lost Bill Pullman, what do you care about anything else? I don't know. She's identity trying. theft? Yeah, anyway, but it. this is where uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar sees the woman stalking Bill Pullman in every photo. Yeah, but she doesn't look crazy grudge lady. She looks no, like she a does. normal person. She looks regular stalkery. Bad. Yeah, she looks yeah, crazy, she, crazy lady. Okay, she looks regular stalkery, but she yeah. doesn't look dead grudge stalker. She, she doesn't, doesn't look, look like a ghost in these pictures. But I did recognize her. I did too. She yeah. doesn't look like she's dead already. Yeah, she doesn't look like she's dead already right but she is behind him in every picture yes and i could have been convinced that she was a ghost in these pictures because she's just standing behind him in all these pictures okay so now buffy goes to talk to the detective when he's standing on the roof and he does this is when he tells her what happened and how they found the body of the wife and the son in the house and the father yeah. killed them and that her three his three detective buddies were investigating this and two of them died and one one of them has disappeared and it's like when somebody dies in this kind of like really traumatic emotion it leaves a stain on the house and once you're in the house it just sticks to you yeah, the yeah. stains are real hard to get he off. explains yeah. the movie like he explains the premise yes, right here which you sort corner. of get yeah, yeah. exposition <laughs> corner yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. yeah which we yeah we have kind of picked up on it yeah. by now but we didn't know about these three people oh and, we didn't know about the detectives dying or anything right like and that. so that kind of gives him like a personal connection to the story too so I like that they included oh, that I like in this part because he's like, you know, we're going to die. He yeah. basically tells her, you and I are both going to die because we've been in that house. So anyway, he bones out of that scene. She tells him that she's seen Grudge Lady behind Bill Pullman in all these pictures, too. Yes. So they're on the same page. And also like this, that they're not like they kind of both come to each other with this information. They don't have to play this whole cat and mouse game where it's like hiding things from each other. And the cop isn't like, you better stay out of this little lady. He's no, like exactly. on board for it. He's like, thank you for the information. This right. is what's going on from my side. Yeah, but yeah. we're both fucked. <laughs> yeah, we're both going to die. Yeah. But yeah. It he really, just ends the conversation with, sorry. Yeah. Right, yeah. And you you pointed this out. Like, this is a very action-oriented movie, and I do really like it. Like, everybody is doing things. Yeah, everyone's GSDN. They're getting shit done. It's yeah. not just one scary thing after right. another. Yeah. No, it is very much well, just yeah. one scary thing after another, but there is a plot there. It's and not it's like not my... It's not the same scary thing happening to the same person. True. It's, it, it's not like the, my problem with The Nun was that it was all jump scare and no plot, really. Right. This is a lot of plot, a lot of jump scare. I still hate this movie, but I can see objectively it's a much better movie than The Nun. The Nun scared the shit out of you. Then. Yeah, fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now Detective takes a page out of Todd's book yeah. and decides to burn it. <laughs> so he takes his two oil cans and he goes to the Gray House and he just starts dumping them all in. Pretty so sure like, it's gasoline. Ga gasoline. Yeah. What did I say? <laughs> I think he said oil. oil. Oil's oh. black, gasoline's sort of clear, but yeah. Anyway, when he gets in the house, he yeah. hears the grudge and he's like, hey, I've heard this before and know exactly what's happening and I really should just be burning the house down right now but, but I want to investigate what is happening here because at last I am a cop. Yep. Well in his defense he has the gas cans in his hands. He hears a child drowning, which if you're going to be a cop, you probably don't want a child to drown. So he's going to go investigate it. I'm just I'm just in his defense. I mean, he does want to make sure that there's nobody that he's going to burn alive when he burns this house down. No, you burn that house down because he knows that it's the grudge. Anyway, so he goes into the bathroom and he sees the little boy with his face, face in the water. Oh, that's really oh bad. man. That but he's outside the tub and his face is in the water. And before he gets to see him, there's all these gurgling noises 
noises and struggling. Mm-hmm. And he, it sounds like he's just recently st- stopped struggling against right. the water. Like the, the house is reliving the event. Yeah, so um, he goes in there and picks up the boy. Then Grudge Dad is behind him and then drowns his face, detective face in the water. All right, so then Boyfriend <laughs> has made the genius deduction to rifle through all of Sarah Michelle Gellar's papers. Wait, and never mind. Sarah Michelle Gellar goes after to go to him. Sorry. Right, so Sarah Michelle Gellar gets home and finds out that her boyfriend has been going through her papers and figured out where she is. can't find her. <laughs> in the message he leaves or does he leave a note? No, he calls and leaves a message on the voice voice message machine, which is a thing that used to exist but no longer does. Right. Uh, anyway, so the message is like, hey, I sort of just went through your shit and noticed that you were doing some research on this house that's sort of ghosty. I'm mm-hmm. assuming you're there, so I'm going to go there to find you. Right. This house that you've just had this traumatic experience yeah. in, surely that's the first place you would go to. Yeah, definitely. Upset. Yeah. So I'm going to go there and just make everything worse. Yes. So Sarah Michelle Geller now has to follow boyfriend to the house. Would you follow him? I would follow. Like if it was my girlfriend who did that and was going to the house, I would follow. And but, then when she gets there at the front and she like looks up at the open balcony door, I think mm-hmm. I would have been like, Hey, dumbass, it's haunted. Get out. So you're saying you would begrudgingly follow him? Yes, I would. <laughs> and then I would yell from outside. And if I didn't hear them, uh-huh. I would assume they're dead and burn it. How long would you give him before you burn the house? About 32 seconds. 32 seconds? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that sounds about right. That's yeah. fair. You yeah. know? That's plenty of time. If you start burning it, he'll come out. If I learned anything from Field of Dreams, yeah. it's that if you burn it, they will come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a different time. Welcome back to Pot of Dreams. <laughs> I do love that. This is our second Kevin Costner spinoff podcast idea. We had Dances with Podcast and Pot of Dreams. (laughs) So at this point, Sarah Michelle Gellar gets to the house and doesn't just yell up at him to get the fuck out of the house. So she goes in the house, Mm -hmm. sees the gas cans that are right there, but then hears someone talking at the top of the stairs. So she Mm -hmm. walks to the top of the stairs. And as she gets to the top of the stairs, it becomes daylight, which (laughs) you then see Bill Pullman. So you know she's seeing things that happened three years. Years ago. Important yes. note. At this point, all three of us thought that Bill Pullman was having an affair with this woman. Yes. No, okay. I did not. And I think we forgot to talk about the scene where we have the first Bill Pullman flashback. But so we see Bill Pullman at his university and he's getting all these letters from someone. Oh, yeah. And he says, oh, it's just from I think she was in one of my classes. I don't know who she is, but she keeps sending me letters, which none of us believed at the time. But I do think that he's uh, he doesn't actually. I don't think is. he was having an affair with this woman he because either. he was dating a very hot woman woman who was 20 years younger than him. That has nothing to do with relationship happiness. But uh, but, side note, he told his colleague, I don't know who's sending me these letters, but come on, we all thought like maybe he had sex with this. Yeah. What did you say? Like he's the the boy's father. Yeah. The actual father. Yeah. But so anyway, he looks at the address on these letters and then he shows up at Gray House and he goes to investigate and he sees the grudge son who's kind of like hanging outside and he's got the bandages all over. And so Bill Pullman's like, oh, something terrible is happening. Let me take this child inside and see if I can find the parents. He can't find the parents. He goes and looks around and he's looking out the window and then we see the son behind look up and meow. He doesn't do the yeah. he does the meow. Um, and so that was an earlier flashback that we forgot to talk about. Now we see the continuation of this flashback where he's wandering around trying to figure out what the fuck's happened in this house and he goes up and he sees pictures of he, the family the family with the wife's face cut out and he sees underneath a diary and it's got Japanese writing and then his, it, which I think he can read a little bit. Well I mean he's yeah. 
Yeah, he's a professor. He speaks and can read Japanese. Right. And it says, I'm in love with this man, but he doesn't know I exist. And so there, that's confirmation that he's not having an affair. She's yeah. just in love from afar. It's creepy because he sees his name all over this journal of this person who he doesn't know and then sees a picture of him underneath the book. And so she has fallen in love with him. And what I think is she's just married to a terrible person. She has maybe bumped into or had contact with Or this maybe man. took his class. Yeah, maybe took his class. It's kind of like when sometimes if you have a therapist and you might fall in love, it's like transference of feelings. Like, I don't think she's really in love with Bull Pullman. Because she is not happy in her relationship. Exactly. And he's yeah. just a man that's been nice to her and she's kind of developed this obsession and it's a way for her to not have to think about her own relationship. But we see the faces all nailed to the board. It's there's kinda, blood on the board too. So there's blood on the board. Yeah. And like through this whole thing, you can't tell if Sarah Michelle Gell, if they can actually see each other because we see. They can't. I don't think they can because they do bump into each other. Well, Buffy can see him. Yeah. Yeah. But he can't see her. Yeah. But they do bump into each other in the, the grudge room. And that's yeah. where like the uh, apex of everything has been happening. So it's like the closet to the ceiling room, that whole place. Right. So they bump into each other and then he feels her there, stands mm-hmm. up and starts to reach out for her. Uh-huh. Goes. And that's when he goes to the closet and sees the, the faces of the grudge wife pinned into the closet door. Mm-hmm. He opens it and then looks around and then sees the wife grudge fall down like in a bag. Like she'd been yeah, murdered. She's very bloody. Yeah. yeah. And falls down. And I really like how they do this because they could have had like an exposition corner where they tell us this whole story. But I like that they show us what happened. And I like that Sarah Michelle Geller is there the whole time and seeing it. And really no one's way. talking. No. Yeah, no one talks the whole time. Yeah, we're just watching this whole thing. I think happen. the only talking is the mom grudge voiceover of her just reading the diary. Right. Right. Yeah. And so then we see the mom. And so he got, he starts walking down the hall and he hears a banging sound. Um, and then he goes into a room and we see the hanging feet of yeah. the grudge husband who has apparently killed himself after he's murdered the rest of his Yeah, family. after he drowned the cat, killed the wife, killed the uh, son. Yeah, and flashes to all that. Why the why the cat? Why the wife? Why why, exactly. why anybody? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he's a bad guy. All right, yeah. good, good points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The grudge got him. But this is the birth of the grudge because um, at the beginning it's talked about how when you die in this like extreme like un- injustice, like your emotions stay behind and because this terrible thing happened to her, because she didn't do anything wrong, really. I mean, I I don't know. I do think she did something quote unquote wrong in the transference of feelings to Bill Pullman. I but I mean, in the context of their relationship, she is not. No, she's not cheating on her husband. She right. just has sort of a crush on a guy she doesn't know that well. Uh, also, none of that uh, deserves to be murdered. Uh, right. Point. Uh, she was stalking him, like following the couple around all the time where he's, she's in all the pictures. That's what, that's what I was saying. She didn't. It's not that she didn't do anything wrong. That's I'm just wrong. saying that. That's wrong. I know. I'm not saying she didn't do anything wrong. I'm saying what she did didn't deserve that she get killed for. Exactly. I mean, maybe divorce and maybe she needs some therapy. Oh, no, no, no. But she doesn't need to be murdered by I'm her husband. She yeah. be murdered. I'm just saying she really haunted <laughs> that Bill Pullman and his wife. Like, that's yeah. really, really creepy. It is. And the letters. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like that's actually against the law, I think. And it's I think it's a, <laughs> what it really is, is a misguided 
cry for help. You know, she's. I don't. I don't know about her motivations. I mean, but you're probably right. That's probably what it is. But right. we, it doesn't really get into it. It doesn't. But she doesn't deserve to get murdered, and that's why it leaves a grudge. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And this is when we see the super grainy flashback of what actually happened. We see the husband find the journal, and, and then, she walks into the room. Yeah, like yeah. start cracking his knuckles, and then we don't really see what happens, but we imply it's implied that he's killed her, and then we see him in the bathroom with the cat and the son yeah. and we don't really see a lot of this violence which I'm grateful for because I don't want to see that the implication of what happened and the, is that the husband or daddy grudge killed them all yeah and that's the flashback <laughs> we go back to Grey House oh, sorry, yeah so what yeah. happens is Sarah Michelle Gellar walks down the steps after the flashbacks mm-hmm. and it goes from daylight to nighttime again letting you know that she can no longer see three years ago and she sees right. her boyfriend there right mm-hmm. and he's like kind of grudging across the floor I think he's something. just He's laying down. Oh, that's And then she's trying to drag him out of the house so she can then burn the house down. Right. And this is when creepy corpse wife grudge comes creepy creepy corpsing down the steps. Yeah, like crawling out of that bag. Oh, yeah, I hated Mm -hmm. this. So she's coming down the steps and then we see the sun at the top of the steps. Yeah. I think the cat's around somewhere, too. They're all trying to grudge them at the same time. And she's trying to drag boyfriend out, but um, grudge mom grabs her foot and won't let her get out. Grabs his foot. Grabs his foot. That's right. And, and then she gets on top of him. And at this point, Sarah Michelle Gellar should run to the house and be like, well, my boyfriend's dead. But, you know, I can always find another one. Because as she's watching, the grudge mom creeps on top of him and starts to, like, grudge suck his face off. Yeah, she, like, too. dementor type suck his yeah, face yeah, off. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think she said, uh, Domi Ori got you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mikey, I love you so much. That was amazing. So then she kicks over the gasoline can and she gets out her trusty Zippo lighter that she's got on her for some reason. She gets it from her boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Because he smokes foreshadowed in the earlier picture. Yeah. And he's grudged at this point. Oh, yeah. He has been grudged. Um, And so she kind of backs up and then grudge mom starts climbing on her and then the whole thing just goes white. Well, no, uh, she lights the Zippo. She does. And then goes to throw it and grudge mom grabs her arm and then she just sort of wrist tosses it Mm -hmm. and it lands in the the puddle of gas and then it just goes all white. Yeah. And we're not quite sure what happens. Well, I mean, we assume it caught on fire. I honestly thought at that point Sarah Michelle Geller was dead. Like everyone in the house was dead. That is not the case though cuts because the it, yeah it cuts it cuts to like the coroner's office in japan whatever they call that in japan probably coroner's office probably coroner's yeah. office but in japanese yeah i thought it was going to be like a white like the grudge mom is in heaven now and she's finally happy because sarah michelle geller has released her from her grudge with the power of fire well something. this isn't harry potter this I is know. the grudge that is kind of what it reminded me of <laughs> yeah I'm kind of I'm glad that they didn't do that, but so, I, yeah, me too. I they, do want Grudge Mom to be released from her grudge because I feel bad for her. Yeah, the detective's oh. talking to the lady in the hall and says mm-hmm. they saved the house, thank God, because it was burning down. Oh yeah. yeah, we found Sarah Michelle Geller, thank we God s- as well. We see a body covered with um, a sheet, and we assume that it is a Beaver boyfriend. Yeah, and then Sarah Michelle Geller walks in. Yeah, well, they say where where is she? We saved the house, but Sarah Michelle Geller, and then so she walks in. She's all bandaged. She's got a tiny portion of her body burned, which, not sure how that happened. The police must have been right outside. I don't know. I mean, honestly, the detective was there first, so maybe he called backup and then went in. That's true. So they might have been on their way before Sarah Michelle Gellar even got out of the house. We don't know. But yeah, I mean, they get there soon enough to save her, and then she goes into the coroner's office where we presume that her boyfriend, who is now dead, is. And then you see the hair grow out from below the sheet. Mm -hmm. First we see a sheet jerk, I think. We do. The the sheet moves, yeah. I start to hear that. 
job. And then we see grudge mom right behind her turns around and then we get a big grudge eyes in the camera. And then that's the movie. And that's the movie. Yeah. Roll the credits. Yeah. So there's a grudge too. Is Sarah Michelle Gellar in grudge two or did we just assume everyone's dead? I've never seen grudge two. Okay. I haven't either. I think there's a grudge three as well. All right. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I just, I assume that Sarah Michelle Gellar died. On my, I do too. On the rewatch of this movie, I am more interested in watching the sequel now because I, I actually really liked this movie as a movie. I did too. So okay. let's do final thoughts on the movie. I hated this movie, but I do think as a movie, it does a good job like storytelling mm-hmm. and the directing is good. The acting's good. And I just hated it because it was just jump scary. And I hate that shit, but I can see it as a good movie. Yeah. I really like how it was directed, how it was portrayed. I think it holds up and I, I like the story, which is something I don't say a lot when we watch these movies. Yeah. I mean, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, breaking news first, though. My breaking news is that Sarah Michelle Gellar is in the second grudge, but she is not topped build. Amber Tamblyn is. Oh, I love Amber oh, Tamblyn. You know who I love more than Amber Tamblyn? Amber Tamblyn's dad, Russ Tamblyn. Oh, geez. Here He's we go. the last great tumbler in old Hollywood. I love. Yeah, he was riffing West Side Story. When he was also Gideon, Gideon in Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. You know, I was in Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Not that version. I had a non-speaking part in my college production of it. It was awesome. Ah, uh, bless her beautiful hide. That song, that movie is of its time. It's but not problematic. Great. Yeah. Yes. I love it, but it's definitely not forward thinking. It's a yes. '50s movie about 1880s. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yes, it's got some problems, but you know, I love it. But yeah. It's not great. Go ahead. It's an old time musical. Anyways, um, so Sarah Michelle Geller is, but it leads me to believe that she's like maybe gets killed in the first five minutes. Or, or it's something just in flashback. Like right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I kind of um, want to see it. We'll, we'll have to do it. I'm yeah, sure we'll, we'll do it. We'll put it on the list. It'll be fun. I liked it. I wasn't crazy about it, but I liked it. I liked the, I liked that it didn't have a happy ending that tied up in a bow. I liked that there was a legitimate reason for the lady to be haunting them. And I like the idea that when terrible things happen to people, those feelings remain. Yeah. I think my mom would just go into the house with some sage and just like sage the house and it would be fine though. Oh yeah. Ghost in the Burbs would take care of that. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, But I did. I enjoyed it. It's well, let's talk about box office. Box office. All right, guys. So what do you guys think the budget for this movie was? $30 million. Jen? $40 million. It was $10 million. $40 million and $1. Sorry. This is not the price is right. No, and I already told you the correct $1, answer. $1. $1, Todd. $1. <laughs> so on a $10 million budget, and I think they actually did really well with that budget. The movie looks oh, fine yeah. for 2004. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of pretty decent actors in this. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Bill so, Pullman, man. Yeah. Bill Pullman could not have been cheap. I love that. And he wasn't in this movie a whole lot, but there's, he's at least four days of shooting for him. He didn't phone it in either. No. Yeah. No, he didn't. I actually hear he did that fall stunt himself. Oh, really? Yeah. He's dead. Yeah, he died. What's he been in since then? <laughs> Him and Josh Hartnett are hanging out doing nothing. <laughs> they are, yeah. <laughs> Talking about Lucky Number 11 Burned somewhere. alive in Alaska. <laughs> so for that $10 million investment, and I'm sure they probably spent about that much to advertise it, they made $110 million domestically. Wow. And $76 million internationally. So it made $187 million. I remember when this movie came out. It yeah. was in the zeitgeist. I mean, it definitely it was. It was a big was. deal to go when we went. Yeah. yeah. It Is was it- the number one movie for the first two weeks it was out. And it came 
came out on October 22nd. So it was like a good Halloween movie and it was number one for two weeks. And it came out pretty soon after The Ring came out too, but not before we were all really tired of people just recycling J-horror movies too. Yeah, it like cool. hit J-horror right at the good time. And it did very well. And it's a good movie too. So I think yeah. it like backs up the fact that it made that much money. Yeah. Other movies that it beat were Shark Tale, Friday Night Lights, <laughs> Team America World Police. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I Heart Huckabees. I watched that too. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen any of those movies. So it did well. Nice. You haven't seen Team America? Dude, see Team oh, America. You would like Team America. I know. I she will. would she would hate it. She hates happy things that make people laugh. That's true. All right. Jan's fun facts. Jan's fun facts. So um th- it is actually getting a remake right now. What? Yeah. Is Sarah I, Michelle Geller in it? No, but I've got some people that have been cast in it. All and right. it's gonna be set in America this time. And that's Ooh. something we didn't talk about. This is an American remake, but it was actually set in Japan. Oh, and I did like that. I did too. I thought yeah, that was a nice. Japanese director. Yeah, I got a Mikey fun fact here. Uh, I like this is because it's a J-horror remake. It takes place in Japan, and the director is the original director of the Japanese film. That's and great. There are Japanese characters in it too? The detective. I would say the majority of the characters are Japanese. Now, the majority of the main roles, I think, are white Americans, but mm. there are a lot of Japanese characters and Japanese working actors in this, which yeah. I liked. No, I agree. Um, so, but the remake is going to be set in America. I think. I think it's going to take the same story, just with all American characters and settings. Except John Cho has been cast in it. Oh, cool. So, okay. I'll I love say John that Cho. I do too. Dude, have you seen Searching? Yes, so. Oh, so good. Oh. So the remake, we have a couple of people have already been cast. John Cho has been cast, which we just talked about. Lynn Shay, who is the medium from um, Insidious. Oh. And Betty Gilpin, who is um, Liberty Bell in... Oh, she uh, can get it, man. Glow, yeah. In Glow, yeah. She Dude, can get it, man. That show is so good. So I'm so... Based on those... Those three people alone. I'm really excited for that. This movie that we just watched today was produced by Sam Raimi. Um, so in the original movie, Juwan, um, and I'm not sure if this is actually in the movie because I haven't seen it, but he is he kills the wife with a box cutter. And I think they show it. I'm not sure if it stayed in the movie, but that's why she's all bloody. They cut that out. And I'm kind of glad they did because as many, this movie has a high body count, but we don't really see very much violence at all. Yeah, for a ghost haunting movie, it has a, a high body count. Yes. And for a movie where a wife and son are murdered by their father... It's a not it's not super violent. It's just the implication of a lot of violence. I bet you know? the Japanese original, if it's the same director, if this is the toned down Americanized version. I bet it's really intense. And really I bet it scary. is. Well, I think but that yeah. that intense and really scary version was filmed. I'm not sure exactly what stayed in the cut of the original Japanese version because I haven't seen it. So listeners, if you know about this, if you've seen that movie, let us know. Um, OK. The popping sound. Oh. The vocal fry. Yeah, vocal fry. Do you want to, do you know what it actually is? No, tell me. What is it? It's the teeth of a comb going, oh. sl- being slowly dragged. Yeah. Like that. I can hear that. I have a fun fact again. Uh-oh. Godzilla's roar is the gate opening and closing off the original studio lot of. No shit. Yeah. Really? really? Yes. That's amazing. Huh, interesting. I just want to tell you guys. <laughs> I just wanted to step on my fun fact. That's okay. I'll take it. Um, fun fact upper. <laughs> so uh, Papa Bieber and Bobo Modern Family... 
Their actor names are Jason Bear and Katie Strickland, and they met on this movie and fell in love and got married. Oh, and never oh. worked again. Good for them. True. Yeah. Well, maybe they're just living their merry bliss. Often. They never had a scene together. Doesn't mean they can't meet. I don't think they did. Oh, fun fact about that. Older Justin Bieber was actually on Buffy the Vampire Slayer with Sarah Michelle Gellar, but they didn't have a scene together either. So she had forgotten that he was on that show. That's got to be yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, but I was on Dawson's Creek too in Roswell. Okay. So Takako Fuji, I hope I'm saying that right, is the actress that played Mama Grudge and she was a ballet dancer and contortionist. So a lot of when she's moving nice. down the steps, she does a lot of that stuff. Um, she actually did it. Nice. So that was cool. Okay. And I did just a little bit of research on um, the concept of the vengeful spirit because I thought it was interesting. And it's something that pops up in certain cultures. We don't really see it a lot in Western culture, but it's a vengeful spirit, mostly female. And they are women who have been unjustly treated during their lifetimes and died in despair and suffering. I would definitely say she qualifies. I would too. Yeah. Oh, those are my fun facts. That's not the most fun fact to end on, but you know. Thank you for your fun facts. We may need to write. I do like that. Like half of your fun facts are like just downers. Yeah, I know. Like you're just real sad afterwards. So what? Like fun facts and sad facts. I think we maybe need to rename it to just (laughs) Jen sad facts. Jen's facts. (laughs) Jen facts. Hey, listeners, if you've got a fun idea for Jen's fun facts, let us know. All right, let's do the scary scale, Jen. Will you explain the scary scale to our fans? Well, Todd, I would love to explain the scary scale to our fans. Listeners, our scary scale is a scale we use to rank how scared we were when we watched this movie today. It is not a ranking of the quality of the movie. It is a ranking of how scared we were today when we watched this movie. Our one example is Ghostbusters. Our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right. Todd, what you got? I'm going to say a seven. All right. It's very jump scary for me, and I, I do very bad with jump scares. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. It definitely wasn't like hereditary scary or even it scary. It was much more scary for me, mm-hmm. but it, this is still very scary. And there were moments where my heart was pounding in my chest and I was just freaking out and I hated it. Yeah. But it wasn't as relentless as it was or even nearly hereditary. There hereditary were scary was rough. scenes, but then I kind of forgot about like I was I was easily yeah. taken out of them yeah, yeah. Mikey I'm actually gonna go ahead and give it an eight. Oh, oh wow, wow. Okay. because I haven't seen this movie in 15 years it felt yeah. like I've never seen it I didn't remember any of the scenes it scared the shit out of me the jump scares got me I liked the plot and I just really liked it as a scary movie it scared me yeah so Mikey got an eight Todd got a seven I'm gonna give this a four. Oh wow I, oh man I don't know I this it just doesn't scare me I enjoyed the movie part the bus thing scared the shit out of me yeah I don't know what it is I think I I didn't remember hardly anything about it but I think I feel like sympathy for the ghosts and so I'm not super scared of them what about like the nine people the ghost murdered who weren't even involved in the murder suicide it's one of those things like I understand this is a scary thing and it just doesn't yeah, being murdered by a ghost you had nothing to do with is a scary thing but it just doesn't quite work for it, it didn't really scare me that much i thought it was a good movie okay. i enjoyed it just okay not right. super scary i'm still yeah. sticking with my number i don't care what you guys oh, say yeah. i mean yeah. i'm not i don't know numbered. what's going on with this but i'm giving an eight yeah. i'm not number shaming you it just like didn't really work for me person. yeah so that's our scary scale yeah all right Woo. listeners if you want to tell us what you got send it to us yes we're starting to see more of those we yeah it's awesome i love seeing those all right so this week you guys made 
made me watch The Grudge. What are you guys making me watch next week? Well, Todd, um, it's not going to get less scary for you because... I need a fucking break. <laughs> our next movie is Event Horizon. Ugh. I'm so excited because I love this movie. It is very scary. My friend and actually a guest of the pod, Chris, has seen this movie and says it's one of the scarier movies. Yeah, it is. So I'm a little scared of this one. I went to see this with my friend in high school and he actually ran screaming out of the theater. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll expand on that story in our episode. That's hilarious. Yeah. I like this I movie. It's like a scary movie, but it's in space. Ooh. Ooh yeah. yeah. I have to watch the trailer for Patreon, so I'll probably know all that before I come to watch it. All right. All right so this week, we're going to read a review from CastBox. Yes. Because we didn't know that existed until <laughs> recently, and we got yeah. an email from somebody. And hey, guys, if you're leaving us reviews on other platforms, we would love to read those and see those definitely, because we love those reviews. So if you are leaving us something on that is not on iTunes, just give us, send us a screenshot, email it to us. And we'd love to read them and see So, Mikey, take it away. All right, I'm going to read this review from Kaylee. As a horror virgin myself, I love this podcast. Thanks. So funny. And I love the chemistry between the cast. Aww, nice. Thank, thank you so you. much. I love hearing when people are horror virgins themselves mm-hmm. and they, they like the podcast because... There are dozens of us! Yeah, there are dozens of us. <laughs> Honestly, we did the interview with Fivu and he identified himself as a horror virgin and I was like, this is why we do this. This is yeah, awesome. There so, are lots of people, yeah. Yeah, I love that. So, guys, make sure when you share the podcast, and we really appreciate that you do, share it with those in your life that don't like horror because yeah. they might like the podcast as well. And we recap the movies in such detail that you really don't have to see them. You're welcome. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, every person I've gotten to like listen to the podcast are like, I hate horror movies. I'm like, don't worry about it. So thank you so much for sending that review. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. So if you want to follow us, make sure you do that on the socials at Horror Virgin on all of them, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Jen is at Jen Ferratu on Twitter and Instagram. And Mikey as M Randolph 24 on Instagram and Twitter. I am at Todd J. Awesome. And of course, if you're on Facebook, Join that Facebook group, man. We have a yes. lot of fun there every day. We have questions of the day. Mm-hmm. We do videos. We do a lot of exclusive Facebook content just for the group, not even the Facebook page. Right. Pet pictures. Yeah. There are two different things. There's a Facebook page and the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. If you're only on the Facebook page, you're missing out on like 90% of the content. So yeah, make sure you get Facebook, into that group. Yeah. 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 Fun times. Yeah. We are a member of the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. So make sure you listen to all their shows, including the Modern Horrors Flagship Podcast, as well as Death, Dying, and Other Things, and the Beautiful Final Girls podcast. Yeah, and check out God Country Films on yes. social media. That's that movie that Nick B's trying to get you guys to help fund. Yep. And... If you're listening to us in their Modern Horrors feed on Wednesday, make sure you listen on our feed two days earlier. So make sure you subscribe to our feed. Or listen to it both days. Why not? Yeah. See if anything changes. Double dose of horror virgins. We'll change one sentence between the feeds oh. and it's up to you to find it. I <laughs> will not do that. This is a lie, but maybe it's true. You don't know. There's only one way to find out. Yeah. <laughs> make sure you check out the blog on our website. It's www.horrorvirgin.com. Mm-hmm. You can also link to our merch store from there. And if you want want to help support the show either through buying merch and just wearing it and repping the brand mm-hmm. or if you want to support us monetarily go to patreon.com slash horror virgin and you'll see a lot of great perks that you get lots of exclusive stuff that's only for patreon we do some exclusive facebook group stuff but the really cool stuff is on patreon yeah, todd's trailer videos and stuff it update i'm almost ready to begin reading it i'm finishing 
you have out? the book? That's not important. I'm finishing the two books I'm reading now, and then I'm going oh <laughs> to buy oh the book, God. and I'm going to be super ready. Okay, you got till what, September September, 6th, I can I do think. that. All right. Well, hey, guys, that's going to be it from us today. Yeah, guys, thanks so much for listening. Yeah, I'm Jen. Hi, baby. <laughs> and I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Okay, you just sound like you have indigestion. <laughs> I do from that Mexican uh, nerds. <laughs> food. It was Mexican food. <laughs> oh my god, nerds.